Welcome back to the Gap Travel Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about all things strike. Not a bowling episode. This is for healthcare travelers who are going to go and work a strike. Welcome back to the show. It has, the last couple of days have been a total whirlwind for Life of a traveler, hashtag. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) just been like, I feel like I have whiplash just because everything happened very quickly Mm -hmm. and this is the first time that we've ever had an opportunity to work a strike or that we've seen that there's been a strike in radiology because striking with nursing is more common. Yes. But... What we're going to get into on this episode is the strike that's all radiology it's department. All, it's all allied. I mean, it's basically, there's even um, dialysis and NPs and PAs and uh, storefront workers and, and all sorts of people striking on this one. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So this all happened really quickly. We just want to unpack it a little bit to share what we've learned because this is our first experience going through the motions of, you know working a strike so we're gonna unpack it and kind of just share the experience and what has gone on the last couple of days basically we're recording this and then basically i'm taking aaron to the airport like he's leaving today it's it's go time i'm sad i know i wish you could work it with me right which we're gonna get into that too Mm -hmm. okay so where do you want to start so our friend i think from the beginning okay so our friend laura owns nomadic hair and she does, she um, basically matches travelers with recruiters in our industry. And she's known for transparency and honest and high paying recruiters and all of that. It's a great company. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. I will put a link in the show notes. So anyways, she's a friend of ours and she reached out to us and said, hey, what day was this? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So she says, hey guys, are you interested in working a strike? Because I got... The uh, DL that there's going to be a hospital in Chicago that all the radiology department is going on strike and they're on Monday. And so they're trying to staff it and they're giving me, which is amazing for her, such a great opportunity. It's like her first time doing this, but they're giving her dibs to submit travelers first. first. So she's like, are you guys interested in this? The money is going to be crazy. Um, all of that. So she's like, are you guys interested? Uh, cause I'll, I'll put you guys in for it. And so that's kind of what sparked the whole yeah. thing. And she, so I got on the phone with her because one, I was automatically like in just because the fact that Chicago's five hours away from us. So it's a short flight and Kim could actually come on the weekends. I mean, we're a five hour drive away. So mm-hmm. being here in St. Louis. And so I was like all in because I'm not working. Um, where the confusion started was like, Kim started to say like, could I do it? Okay, well. I know, I wanted to just say, so Laura and I talked and she was telling me all the things, but she's giving me the details of what she expected. And I think we're going to touch on this a little bit because the actual contract had not come through. There wasn't, you know, a lot of the negotiations on that side of things. It was just a, like a a thought at the moment. So basically like, it ha- everything happens very quickly. So, you know, a normal travel contract, you get submitted and then you do an interview and then you onboard and then you drug screen and then you make sure you have a license, right? Like those are the steps for a normal process. This is basically like, we need people, we need bodies on Monday and it's just like balls to the wall, whirlwind, all that other stuff kind of goes out the window. There's no interview. There's no drug screen. There's like really nothing that's even with a license. Aaron didn't have an Illinois license. And they were like, as long as it's pending, we don't care. You're good. Yeah, it's a crisis. It's a crisis. So they just need bodies and they need people. And so, you know, she's trying to gather information of what she knows. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're trying to be like, oh my gosh, like, should we do this? Should we do this? Like, this is all crazy because is it worth it? The thing with this strike, too, is it's very unpredictable. So, you know, they saw or they thought that they're going to strike on Monday. We don't know if they have yet. I don't know. 
Um, it, but it's, it's very much like you kind of go and then you're just waiting to when they do strike, you have to be ready to go in and, and work in the department. Yep. They actually said that there was a possibility that even for the first week, we might just be sitting in a hotel room waiting um, for them. Once they strike, then they put us in. So we would do orientation when we got there and just sit around and wait. So we're just like... Which is like my dream. And you're getting paid for it. And you're getting <laughs> paid for it, which, which is, is nice. Which is crazy. But, you know, a lot of questions that came through was like, you know, what... Like, what, do, um, what are the exams? What are the machines? What are this? What are that? Like, what are the details? What are the shifts, right? Like, all these normal... That's a normal travel question. That's questions. what we have, right? Like, you know, you do an interview and you ask questions and you make sure it's a good fit. This is very much like we have no idea what anyone's going to be doing. It's basically just you are... And, and what I think is really fun about this is Aaron is going. So we're going to get the inside scoop of what it's really like once he's there. And I can't wait to, like actually like yeah you'll be interviewing me i know i'm like actually like excited to be like what is this really like um so we'll get the inside scoop but basically everyone's just kind of showing up and there's no rhyme or reason like you don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into um yeah i've been referring it to in my brain because i've never worked one so the only way that i can justify it mentally for myself is kind of when we went to africa Mm-hmm. That we were going to work in a department, build this IR department. We didn't know what the rooms were like. We didn't know what the patients were like. We didn't know what the flow was like. We didn't know what the machines were like. You just and jump was, in and you go. You just jump in and go and you figure it out along the way. I didn't know what trays they had, if they had any. Like It was just kind of, okay, Like I'm going to figure this out as I go. And it kind of made it more exciting. when you can. I feel like when you overthink things and when mm. you can ask... It's like the information age, right? We live in this information age where... Anything you need information-wise is at your fingertips. And you can read and read and read and read. And you can over-read, in my opinion. Yeah, you yeah. can over-prepare to where then like all these questions come in and you lose that factor of just that spontaneous... Like, I, what's the word? Just um, jumping in and... Yeah, instinctual yeah. like kind of work, which I actually really like. So it's, it's exciting for me. Well, yeah. I think, you know, there it's almost better that you don't have enough time to think because it is it's going to be chaos you don't know what you're walking into essentially the department is out okay so like and again we'll confirm all of like what the realistic like what it's really like once Aaron's in there but you know as a traveler it's like you walk into a a department you have no idea what you're walking into but you've done an interview and essentially there's going to be somebody there to train you right so with this the whole department has is striking. Yeah. So essentially you have people coming in that are all travelers that are all there and, and nobody's there to direct you. Right. So you're just kind of walking in and, and like, you don't have a go-to person to be like, here's your sign-ons and here's how the flow is. And let's train you for a week. And that's the part. So that's what I was saying is like, it's almost better to not overthink it. Cause I'm definitely somebody that when I have more time, I'm going to overthink it. I'll start to maybe get more nerves where this is like rip the bandaid off you're showing up, you're putting your head down, and you're just going to jump in full bore and, like, do the damn thing. Yeah. And it's almost better that way. No, it is. And I think, too, you know, Kim and I are firm believers, we've talked about it on this podcast before, that if you really look at any situation in life, those situations are neutral. Every situation is neutral. We're the ones that put the meaning mm-hmm. behind the situation. And I think as travelers... This is my opinion of it that I've just kind of realized why Kim was talking was when you're a traveler, you're usually going to fill in for somebody. Somebody had been there. They have a perception of that person and how they worked and that department needs help. And when you're there for three months, six months, whatever it is, you need to adapt and flow and almost fill the void of that individual. You can still bring your individual talents in, but you more or less need to bend and mold with the department, right? Mm -hmm. You need to flow with them. I feel like with this strike, and this is my story that I put in my head, I feel like it's a little bit easier because I'm not trying to blend in or fit in. And I mean, you still have to do a good job and you still want to be the best. And I, I want, I want to like, I literally want to leave this strike and they're like, damn, do you want to stay? Like, that's <laughs> kind of like what I go for is like being a bright light in a dark situation. And so, mm-hmm. but with that being said, I feel like a lot of the pressure's off because 
You're not getting a formal training. Their bodies, all their people have mass exodus. Like they have people filling in to keep the job rolling. I understand it's going to be stressful from like a doctor's point of view, from like my like scrubbing in with brand new people and like trying to figure it all out. That can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. But they also, in a way, understand that we're just there to fill a void. Like I'm there to help. And as long as I'm not causing issues, you kind of have less evaluation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I think it's everybody's on the same page. So there was hopefully <laughs> two, there's 200 jobs available. So it's every, so for instance, okay, my sister's going and that we'll get into that a little bit, but she's a stenographer, which PS I have total FOMO that my sister and Aaron are going and I'm not yeah. like you guys aren't hanging out without me. Like I'm going to be so jealous. There was a little my bit My two of me. favorite humans are going to be in Chicago together. And I like, it's like, I'm so like, I have such FOMO. I know. But there, there was a little bit of me that this morning I woke up and there was a big kind of release off my shoulders to know that somebody familiar is going to be there. Yeah. Not only somebody familiar, but somebody I love and care about who is like part of, you know, it's family. Yeah. And it's like nice to know that. Well, and I love knowing that, she has you mm-hmm. too because here's the thing okay side note tangent my sister's a stenographer which again i'm like bummed because i could have worked with her which we'll get into sure. that whole part about me whether i was gonna go or not that's a whole nother thing but she's a stenographer so we could have worked together which is so cool she's not a traveler no. she's not a traveler so she lives in florida she has three kids, a husband, and she's a general and breast stenographer. And she's never, she doesn't have any experience traveling. And, and so when Laura reached out to us to say, hey, do you guys, do you guys have friends? Do you guys know anybody who would be interested in this? So we all kind of got first dibs first before they released it to the other companies and to the public. So I just texted two of my best friends and my sister because they're all stenographers and I just said, like, you know, hey, do you guys, I, I knew they probably wouldn't go, but I'm like, do you guys, you know, know anybody who would be interested in this opportunity? It's a great money. It's, you know, three weeks, whatever. And my sister was like, I want to go. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. I honestly was like, like no way. Sure? Like, no way. This is so out of her comfort zone. Um, Which is so beautiful, actually. Yeah, and she's just been doing breasts for a long time. So it's like she had to like brush up on all of her general skills and all the things. And it's like it's going to be so good for her to like step out of her comfort zone and to make money and like all the things that come with it. But I was like, what? Like, I honestly from like she is she's at the airport right now. I honestly did not think that she was actually going to go through with it. I'm so proud of her because she's like, I'm going like Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up by myself and do the damn thing, make this money. And I'm like. Oh my God. So you're going and Aaron's going and I'm not like, I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a tangent, but, um, but yeah, so they'll be there together. And, and again, I love the fact that even though I'm jealous and have FOMO, I love that you guys have each other to support each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and that she's also not going in completely blind because you are a traveler. You do have experience. You are confident in these kinds of situations. So you can be kind of like a yeah. a sounding board as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So these are the details that as far as what we knew. So it's Cook's Hospital. Cook County Hospital. Which the is. The major big boy in Chicago. It's a county hospital in yeah. Chicago. A trauma one. Burn unit. All the things. It's literally stroke center, burn unit. Like It's like no joke. Yeah. It's big boy. So that's the other thing too. It's like you're walking into a crazy. Yeah environment just in general right even if you were just a normal traveler so that's number one and then you could either choose a one week or a three week one or the other and so there was a there was another option that i found out last night was there's a three week with an option to extend right which i was like what yeah no thanks i'm like (laughs) no you're coming home for christmas but yeah so one or a three week contract so you got to choose they are putting all the people who are working the strike in the Hyatt mm-hmm. um, hotel, which was such a, a a sigh of relief because it took that pressure away of like, where am I going to stay? How am I going to get to work? Where's the bet? We're in Chicago. It's a huge city. Like you don't know like where should you stay? And we also we we said this I think, but I don't think we said it very clearly. We we're recording this on Monday. 
the 30th of November. We found out the first message came through of, are you interested on Saturday? Yes. Aaron booked his flight at midnight last night. Correct. (laughs) And they, all the paperwork came over last night to fill out. The contract came over last night at midnight. So that's how fast this has been turning. So when you're saying about finding housing and where you're going to work, the normal traveler questions, there was no time to figure that out. There's no time. Like, so knowing that you're going to the Hyatt, you you know where you're going to go. And they're actually shuttling all the people who are working the strike on a bus. So they have to go in through the back because, you know, again, we've never done a strike, so I don't know. But just from what we've heard in the community and just from, you know. Talking to other travelers that have done it. Is that, you know, essentially they're out there striking and they don't want you walking through because it could be a very hostile environment. Mm -hmm. So the bus is going to shuttle the people who are working back and forth, which is Again, it just was like, ah, oh, sigh of relief. Like, those are the biggest things that you want to figure out, and those are done. And the Hyatt is actually on the campus. Yeah. So, it's, it's. I mean, you could technically walk. Exactly. Which is nice. So, um, it was guaranteed 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if called off. Even if called off. So, that was a big thing, okay, is that you, even if Aaron gets there and doesn't go to work right away or the they come back from a strike or whatever, it's guaranteed that they will pay him out for his contract. Mm-hmm. And it's guaranteed that he'll at least get 48 hours, which again, that's like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be 48 hours and mm-hmm. it could possibly be more. So they prepare you that, listen, you're walking in to an environment where you don't know what shift you're going to work. You might be working 12 hours a day. Like you Even are there. More, you're there to work. You're there to to do the job. Um, so that's like the information that we knew. We also knew looking at it, it was crazy to get a big picture. Um, there was three IR techs needed. Just so just in radiology, there was three IR techs needed. There was 12 uh, x-ray techs needed. There was 12 sonographers needed. There was like four or six MRI techs needed. There was 16 CT techs needed. And then it, I, the last number I remember was 22 respiratory therapists were needed, which is crazy, especially with the time we're in right now. Right. With COVID. Uh, yeah. You, okay. Throwing COVID on. I forgot about COVID. How did I forget about COVID? But that's a whole nother thing. That's what, I got sidetracked, but that's what I was saying when I went, was talking about my sister is that she's going to show up and there's 12 other sonographers who are in the exact same thing so it's like you know that you're showing up with a with a group of people like you have your three ir techs like everybody's in the same boat and i think that's really cool to be like okay even though nobody knows what's going on we're in it together and like we're in the trenches and we're going to get through this together as like a team and so just knowing that i feel like makes it so much easier because you're going with like a big group of people Mm -hmm. essentially that everybody's in the same thing so so Aaron flies out today. So that was the, the thing too. You had to be able to leave today by eight or I'm sorry. You had to be able to fly out today and you had to be able to make it to the hotel by 8 PM tonight for orientation. Yes. So essentially everybody is going to meet on the second floor of the Hyatt and they're going to do a whole orientation and then essentially you're going to go to the hospital. Yeah. So it seems like there's going to be some kind of direction. And that's what I'm excited to kind of see how this works. There's tons. And they actually, there was like, we have a certain representative that I don't know how they're going to work that either. It's radiology or or like specifically to the department because it says you'll need to forward your time card to your like caretaker. Yeah. So you have like a caretaker that like. Right. Which is a weird name. Isn't a a caretaker like a uh, undertaker? Like a, the same? No, like a caretaker is somebody who like it's takes care. Sorry. I don't even know what an undertaker is. Like a mortician. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, the undertaker, yeah. A caretaker anyway. is someone who takes care of like sick people. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're they're we have they said you'll forward it to your caretaker. So basically, I looked at it as um, somebody's going to be representing us. Yeah, and then they do have. I think they called in an organization. There must be an organization uh, that handles strikes for hospitals that understands the logistics and housing people and like getting it organized and orientation because it's a group that came in that's representing the hospital. 
Right. So that's, I think and that's what the they thing, do. And here's the thing, like, these hospitals are used to strikes. Like, they just had a nursing strike in, in September. September. So they obviously have some kind of plan and protocol. It's all, you're not just going to show up and there's got to be somebody there directing traffic. So, again, I'm interested to see how it all, like, plays yeah. out. And it was, it was funny, when I was at Stanford Children's, uh, there was a lot of talk of a nurse strike. And get, getting to see that from the administration point of view of preparation and talks and nothing was finalized and they didn't end up striking. They ended up striking a deal, um, which was great. But I remember the preparation and the nerves and the, the upper management, we were all talking about like, what are we going to do? How are we going to figure this out? Like what's our um, protocols? And it's nuts on the back end. So I can only imagine what this hospital I is can, going through. I'm like with COVID. Oh my gosh. It's like insane. Again, this is all happened so quick. And then, you know, Laura's company and, the other company that are involved in this is like, you know, they sent over a contract and then they sent over, you know, forms for direct deposit and your W-4 and all of that, your background check. So like they're sending all of this stuff out to all 200 people essentially and everybody they're trying to get ready to go. And again, let's remember guys, like when typically when you're, you know, taking a contract, it's like a week of onboarding. Yeah. This was... Last night, again, this, Midnight. this all happened last night at, it was like it was 10 like o'clock. A, yeah, 10. Because I texted my sister at midnight. My sister got approved at midnight and it was actually like 1 o'clock her time because mm-hmm. she's on the East Coast. And I like woke her up and she was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and she, she like got up and like booked her flight and hotel at like 1 in the morning. Like this has been so crazy. But they are onboarding 200 people in 12 hours. So it's very fly by the seat of your pants. Again, you did have to fill things out, but it's very loose. Like they didn't care about immunizations or like, I don't care, whatever. Maybe they'll give you a flu shot. Nobody gives a fuck at this point, right. you know, just show up. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. Want to talk about money a little bit? We can talk about money and then I want you to get into your, your psyche. Yeah. How I almost went you guys. And yeah. I want to talk about that because it was a really big decision that I've been conflicted about for a day and a half. Yeah. Basically. So this is actually, we want to talk about money, the strike wise, but also we realized that it was a good lesson for, uh, bill rates in general. Right. Sorry. I'm, sw- <laughs> I'm swallowing a smoothie. Um, yeah, because so I'll just set the tone of what we thought. Okay. Yeah. So again, this is all loose information because Laura is waiting for a contract to come through. So she can only speculate what what the conversations are, but then nothing is set in stone until that a, a, that contract has been submitted and that is the final proof. I also just want to say, before we get into this, working the strike is really good money and we firmly believe that. I just want, oh. We're going to keep reiterating that because we're also going to talk very openly and honestly about this. 100%. So that's so, my little asterisk small print. <laughs> the whole reason it's exciting to work a strike is... You are getting paid a shit ton of money. Yeah. So you are getting paid to be in a whirlwind like this, to show up and have no idea what you're doing, to show up and possibly be walking into absolute chaos. Like they are compensating you because of the conditions in which all of this is unfolding, right? Mm -hmm. So strikes are known that you are going to make a lot of money. So that's obviously why people want to do it, right? Because you're like, damn, like... I can put up with the chaos for this amount of money in this short amount of time. For three weeks. Like essentially, you know, you could make in three weeks what it would take, you know, me to work two months essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's insane. So anyways, that's kind of the draw. So originally Laura was like, okay, the pay package is going to be around 6,500 a week gross. Gross. Okay. 6,500 a week. That's insane. Right. So in my head, I automatically look at my normal pay packages and I usually, for my taxes, it's usually $900 gets taxed out of that, usually because Mm -hmm. of what my hourly rate is. So I just assumed that. Right. So that was the original thing, $6,500 a week. And we were like, hold the phone. This is insane, which is one of the reasons why I contemplated going, leaving my contract and going. Okay. But we'll get into that on the next part. So $6,500 a week and also how originally Laura was under the impression that your hotel stay, which is $99 a night and 
a meal stipend was going to be additional in flight, all additional outside of that 6,500. Okay. So that was originally, we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. So when the final contract came over at like the 11th hour, they had made some changes. So it turned out that you're getting $210 a day for per diem. So for meals and for housing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The rest of it is all taxed. So you're making $95 an hour, which again, hey, that's amazing. And you're guaranteed 48 hours. So after 40 hours, you're making $142 an hour. And it's guaranteed that you're going to do that, right? That's amazing. Okay, we're talking about amazing money. Grateful, awesome, so cool. The the flip side of it was the 210 a day, which is a tax-free money, the hotel wasn't included. Correct. That was a mistake. And so basically you're paying $100 plus tax a night to stay at the hotel plus your food. So basically you're going to kind of eat that $210 because you're actually going to be using that for your stay in Chicago, right? Like that money is going to be utilized every single day to take care of yourself. So you're left with just this taxed money. Correct. Which is what we really, you know, we broke down. So we went to paycheck calculator Um, Just to add it up. And honestly, you know, Illinois is also something you have to think about because they are a state tax. Or are they not? Wisconsin is. I don't know if Illinois is. Now that I just thought about this. Because I know we paid a state tax in Wisconsin. But I thought we paid one in Illinois. But Mm. um, yeah, because when you went to Peoria or whatever, we did. So I think they're a state tax state. And so I typed in the payment calculator um, what my hourly rate was, what I claim... And it broke it down and it went from, you know, 64 or something to, which it wasn't even 64 because I was just going on my hourly rate. Because technically if you add up the 210 times 7, that's $1,400 of non-taxable. But like we said, a lot, majority of that is accounted for from the hotel and the food. Living expenses. Living expenses. So if you wipe that out, that's only like. 60 50 80 dollars depending on what you spend on food and and kind Mm -hmm. of going out but that 95 dollars an hour with the eight hours of overtime at 141 came out to like uh 50 or five five thousand something and then when i saw my taxes it's only like 3600 dollars something like that so i think it was like 34 like it was it was less than that no it was 32 in chicago 32 so again it was like because it's great to have $95 an hour or $142 an hour. Wow, that looks like so much money. But like when you consider the taxes that come out of that, you are taxed up the yin-yang. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, okay, that's like half of what we originally thought it was going to be. And so, you know, it's like, again, as travelers, we're used to getting so much tax-free money because typically we'll make like 20 an hour, 25 an hour, and then the rest is you know, tax-free, this is very different. And so everything is taxed. You're working for like a taxed rate essentially. And then you have the support of having your accommodations paid for. Yeah. But I I just want to say one thing. So it was like, you know, again, we thought it was going to be closer to like 6,000 a week and it's, you know, going to be closer to like 32. Now, granted, it depends on how much you actually end up working and all of that. And Again, we're not, we're going to sit here. I mean, to make, you know, $3,200 a week is insane. I mean, that's amazing, right? That's a great, that's a good, like, that's a lot of money. Right. And we're grateful for that. But it was also kind of like disappointing when Deflating. you, when you think you're going to be making 6000 but it ends up being three, you're kind of like, oh, okay. You right. know, we're no, like, I mean, like $20,000. Well, of course, you know, Kim and I are like chest bumping and we're like <laughs> all excited. I started doing the math like, dude, $20,000 in three weeks. And I honestly knew that I was going to spend some money. But again, the overall presentation at the beginning that was um, uncertified, I guess you would say, or just kind of loose conversation yeah. was around, I was thinking at least 5000 I would bring home easy. Um, with the 64 so you minus that out plus expenses and all that stuff and yeah. especially so I was like dude five times three plus overtime I'm looking close to twenty thousand dollars we were so excited so then to see it 
it was like, oh, and then also Kim and I really evaluate. We literally took, if it's $99 for the room times seven, what is that expense? Bring that out of my pay and then really look at what I could possibly bring home to go into the plus. And that's when we broke it down. It's, it's going to be about $12,000, which again is fan freaking tastic. That's $12,000 that we didn't have. And that is great money for a contract. So don't get me wrong. We're just saying when you go into it thinking 20 and then you come yeah. out with like eight or, you know, $8,000 difference, you're just kind of like, Mah. and let's like just put a, a pin in that because once you get going, we'll, we'll get a better idea of what this Correct. is really going to be like. This is all just speculation right now. But when we got the contract last night and I was reading through it, I was kind of like, oh, wow, this isn't exactly what we had expected um, because of all the taxes that are going to be taken out. And, you know, you're looking at 700 plus a week for hotel stay, which originally we thought was was going to be covered. Right. And so, you know, that was kind of a thing. And then the other thing, which is interesting, and we don't have any experience with strikes. And I talked to Laura about it and she doesn't have experience with strikes. She only knows from like, you know, talking to this, you know, the, the people she's working with and dealing with, but they delayed pay. So you're not getting paid while you're there. No. You actually aren't going to get paid until January for your hours worked. So that was kind of like, okay. Because I asked her, I'm like, you know, this kind of feels sketchy. Like, I just want to make sure that they're going to pay. Because if you're there busting your ass and then like, you know, they're not going to pay... I mean, there'd be a big lawsuit. That's always going to be a gamble. I mean, obviously, your your company might not pay. I mean, it's always a gamble, but it's very, very unlikely that that would happen. But it was still kind of like something to think about. You know, granted, we're fine. I'm also working. We have money. You're able to support yourself. But, you know, going in and essentially working an entire month in Chicago, you know, living there and all of that, and most of us have other bills, you're not going to see any money from that work until January. Which is crazy because if you look at that, and I do want to refer back to what we were saying about the bill rate and the $95 an hour um, lesson, so don't let me forget that. But Mm -hmm. um, what I was saying was I'm paying for my hotel out front. Like, we are going to get reimbursed for our flight on, like, December 18th or something like that, whatever mm-hmm. that is. But I paid for that out front, and then I'm going to have to pay for my eating and living expenses, and I'm going to be working, and I'm not getting paid. So, thank God we have money to, like, spend, and I'm sure most people do, but if you went in there expecting I'll work a week and get paid, yeah. and then I'll just kind of, you know, get through that week until I get paid... That's not happening. Yeah. And, and I actually asked her. I took a picture of him. I was like, is this a mistake? Did you mean December? And she was like, no, that's and, late and she breaking said news. They threw that in at the last second that they're delaying pay. And, and maybe, and, and so she got reassured from, you know, the people she's working with that, of course, they're going to pay. There's not going to be issues, whatever. Um, but I think also maybe because they're probably just sh- like shuffling everything around. They've got to get everybody's. You know, W4. Yeah, yeah, so like that could be part of it, but it was like kind of one of those moments where you're like, okay, like that's kind of odd. It but did, anyways, yeah. it go talk weird. about that. So what I was going to say was a lot of times you hear, we hear personally travelers, and I've talked to a lot of, you know, our recruiters that we work with, and they say one of the main conversations is new travelers come in and they hear the words $25 an hour. And they think that they're being gypped because they don't understand the stipend thing. They don't understand the tax-free money. And they want, you know, if they're used to making $50 an hour as an IR tech in in California or $60 an hour, um, that feels like a pay cut to them. And they feel like it's it's less. It's hard to wrap their minds around. And so what I was basically getting at was this is a great example. $95 an hour is freaking fantastic that's a great bill rate i mean who wouldn't want to work for 95 dollars an hour but usually how we are i would have rather that been 25 dollars an hour with the stipends and then if you take 25 minus 95 i'm gonna try to do math really fast here i think that's 60 70 70 dollars an hour if they could have put 70 dollars an hour into a housing stipend Mm -hmm. right like that's how i would have rather done it because then i'm getting taxed on only $25 an hour, which is far less, and I make a lot more. So as a traveler, 
if you really understand that and grasp that, that the more you can put in the tax-free money, if you have an appropriate tax home, again, and I understand that as well because, you know, that's a lot of verification. I mean, you have to verify if the tax home and all that kind of stuff, but that's on the traveler. Yeah. But because um, this moves so fast, that $95 actually comes out, um, you know, roughly like Kim's making right now, you know, similar money within like the spectrum of, of what that is because of all of her tax-free money. Exactly. So that's why... It- as just a side note, it's really important as a traveler, especially if you're new, you look at the whole package, not what you're making an hour, but what are you actually bringing home? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. What am I bringing home every single week after taxes? Because that's what you want to look at. And nine times out of 10, you're always going to make more with a lower hourly wage. For whatever reason, again, we're not, it's our first strike. So I'm assuming it's normal to have a higher rate, you know, whatever, but they're taking so much in taxes. So that's, you know, it was just a learning experience where we were like, wow, like that's a lot, man. That's a lot of money taken out in taxes that we don't get to see. It was. We don't get to see it. And it's crazy to think that it's like roughly like $1,200 that I'm making more than you working your contract. So $1,200 a week more. Maybe, yeah. Maybe something like, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So So we'll we'll kind of like circle back once you're in it and we kind of get it. Which 1200 a week more is fantastic. And, you know, we wanted to just, again, we have no idea like what really to expect or anything. Like we just wanted to jump on and kind of give like a briefing of of what what the last two days have been like, what we've learned, what's happening, all of that. And then circle back with when Aaron's actually in the grind of like, what is it like? You know, and I'll interview him. Yeah. I think, well, that I, I think we have to tell because that was hilarious. Just, no, it wasn't hilarious, but what you were going through, this back and forth okay. and what you should so, do. So and- here's the situation with that. Okay. So obviously this came over and, you know, I could have easily went. Like, it was, in, it was in the bag. Like, I could have went, Aaron could have went, my sister could have went. Like, we had first dibs, right? And we're, remember we're the VIP. facts. The first facts we got were well, that we could have made... So, can I... Uh, this is what I'm going to get into. Okay. okay. I didn't know if you were going there. So, originally, when we first were having the conversations, it was like 6500 a week gross. And we were like, OMG. So, I'm currently in a contract. I'm working in St. Louis. And I have... Three weeks, which is like insane. I have exactly three weeks left until I would have been done. I ended up extending. So I have a week off and then I'll come back to work on December 27th or 28th and I work an additional month, right? But I have three weeks left until like my week off, right? My contract essentially is ending on the uh, 18th. Yes. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have three weeks and this is three weeks. And I was like... Holy crap, if I could find a way to get out of this, then essentially I could go and make $20,000 in three weeks. Like, it would take me months to make that where I am now, like working my little dick off. Like, you know, and well, you know what I mean. (laughs) Your little dick off? (laughs) Working my little boobs off. There you go. And um, it was very tempting. I have to be honest. So I was very tempted to to try to figure out a way to get out of it because it's very easy to get focused on money and to become very money hungry because I was like, together, if we could walk out of there in three weeks and make $40,000, like that's that's a life changer thing. Like that's a lot of money that we weren't expecting to, to bring in at this point. So it was like very tempting. So I'm going back and forth and I'm like, what do I do? Because... Here's the thing first I want to say is that, you know, for me, my integrity is everything. Like, it's everything to me. And even though I'm kind of, we're on our way out of, you know, healthcare and traveling, and this might very well be, you know, one of our last contracts. If not the last. If not the last contract. Um, And so, you know, it's kind of like, what you know, I don't really even plan on doing much traveling moving forward in the future. But for me, the only way that I would move forward with taking this strike is that if everybody could be on the same page and my recruiter and company were okay with it and the hospital I'm currently at was okay with it and I wasn't going to, I was absolutely not going to burn any bridges or um, do it, like do it in a negative way. 
Mm-hmm. And I also am very much about like energy and all of that. So I felt like if I did it in any kind of a negative way, it's almost like that money is like tainted. Like I don't want dirty money. I agree. I wanted it to be like a positive experience. So I'm thinking, okay, because where I'm at now, like I felt like they could totally get away with me not being there because mm-hmm. You know, they. I'm kind of an extra person, right? Now they're, you are. They're, they're trained. They're training people. So I'm like, I feel like they could totally work it out. Like, it, it would be fine. And now because of COVID, they had two extra PRNs working, which was even more like in the pool that they could fill the three weeks for you, which would end up being four because of your week off. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like this is totally figure outable, but do I feel like they'll probably be annoyed or it could cause some issues. And A, I was just off 10 days for COVID. So it's like... Which that's interesting because the, our company paid for that time off. Right. So that was like a whole situation. And so I was like, well, again, A, the girls would have to be okay with it. They would have to say like, go do your thing, whatever. And then uh, my recruiter would have to be okay with it. So I thought, first I want to talk to my recruiter because I want to see, I want to pick his brain And see what my options are. Because if he's like, no, like, don't do this. Because again, people who cancel contracts are not that I would be canceling or walking out of a contract because I'm coming back essentially um, as for an extension, but I would be like ending three weeks early, right? So people do that all the time. I mean, for no reason. To go chase money. It's Right. Actually, yeah, exactly. And that's a really shitty thing to do. Just putting that out there is like, you know, to just walk out of a contract or, you know, cancel it or whatever, like that's a, that's a negative thing to do and you will get a bad reputation and companies do blacklist you to say, do not work with. Well, it's a real thing. And for instance, you know, this has been happening and happening a lot with COVID where somebody will accept a contract, they'll go in for a week and then they'll kind of get a lay of the land and then get a better offer at another hospital and cancel. And a lot of the companies are being fined Um, for that because it's a breach of contract. So the company is having to pay and then they have the choice to either blackball you or whatever legalities they have. But um, they've just been one of the, one of the companies I heard has just been paying the fines. Isn't it blacklisted? Blackballing? Is that a thing? Did I say blacklisting? (laughs) You said blackballing. You get blackballed. (laughs) Like they're going to punch you in the balls. (laughs) Yes. Um, It's kind of like blue balls, but for work. (laughs) That sounds horrible. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so that is something. And because it looks bad on the company, if, if the hospital's pissed, they're going to be like, I'm not going to work with this company anymore. Their traveler just walked out. So anyways, and because AMN paid me for COVID. So they paid me those 10 days off, you know, out of, they didn't charge the hospital. They paid it out of their own money. So it was a whole thing. And I didn't know what he was going to say, but I thought, let me reach out to him first, because if he says... Because I said, if the hospital's okay with it, like if, if the department's like, yep, we can do without you for three weeks, go do your thing. And Mason says, you know what? If the hospital is okay for it, we'll figure it out on our end. And everybody was okay with it, then I was going to move forward. Right. That was my original plan. And so, but I, I wanted to talk to him first. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to talk to the department until I spoke with him first. And so, anyways, I texted him, I emailed him. Of course, this is Sunday. He's like, you know. With his family, yeah. off work. Right. And I didn't hear from him. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, why isn't he calling me? And then I was like, you know, also, you know, I'm very much like always, you know, like I I make decisions based off like my intuition and like my faith and all of that. And so I was like, I've done everything I can up to this point. If I don't hear from him, then that's a sign. It is what it is. And I'm just not supposed to go. And this is all very like we needed to know within the hour. You know, it wasn't right. like we had all the time in the world. I was going to add that. So it's Sunday. Yeah. It's not like you can just be like, oh, I'll just wait for Monday and right. figure it out. And right. No big deal. Like, should I go? Should I not? Like, I can go talk to the girls or do whatever. Yeah. This was like, you know, they they texted Kim and said, do you need me to pull your name from this or do you want to stay in the running? Because you're pretty much going to get it. Yeah. And so then she was like, I need to pull my name because... We hadn't heard anything. Well, we did. But what I wanted to say was um, also the wording, too, is we did say that integrity was everything. And it was it was this back and forth thing where Kim was like, I'm going to talk to the girls and see what they feel. And then I'll talk to Mason, our recruiter. And then Kim was like, no, she went outside. She's like, I think I need to talk to Mason first. And so it was like this whole back and forth thing. 
and then we didn't hear from him. But you also were not canceling your contract because, yes, we were talking about that. But you were technically just asking for a three-week vacation. Right, exactly. I was like, I was, I was going to, if they could get that covered, right? Yes. If they could just cover the three weeks, I would go do the strike. I would come back. I would finish out the remainder of the month. Like, that was the plan. And, um, and then every time I went to, like, call one of them or whatever, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. And I, I learned enough about myself to know to trust my intuition and so I didn't and so I just you know was waiting for Mason never heard anything and then I kind of just settled into it of like you know what I don't feel like this is the right thing for me there's too many factors there's too many up in the air like there's a lot of moving parts that we have to make a decision within an hour or two it just seemed like too much and so um I kind of was like I'm gonna let this go and then I reached out to we have a group text with the girls I work with and I said that you know is it cool if I have off tomorrow because we had an extra person so that I could we could wrap up what we needed to wrap up I mean Aaron's leaving for three weeks like we have we have stuff to figure out and I could take him to the airport and whatever and they were like yeah for sure like and then you know I was telling them about the strike and so it was funny because I was like, ooh, let me test out the waters. You know, mm-hmm. let me let me put some vibes out and see what the what they're thinking, you know. So I'm telling them about the strike and they're like, wow, like that's crazy. You know, because I was telling them how much money it was and all the things. And I was like, yeah, it's like a bummer that I can't go, you know, because I'm already in a contract. And then I sent a, t- a text and I was like, unless you guys are cool with me leaving for Chicago for three weeks. And I did like a bunch of like crazy emojis and like whatever. And I was just like. Because if one of them was like, oh my gosh, like you should go, like we'll get, like we'll cover you. What we'll, a great opportunity. Yeah. Like go do it with your, with Aaron and your sister. And right. Like, go make that money, girl. Like, go, go get do it. your thing. Because yeah. if they would have said that, I would have been like, okay. And then I would have like reached out to Mason and like, they're cool with it. They can figure it out. Like, can we figure this out? So then I could go. And that was kind of like my plan. It was like, your, it was your testing, testing was, the waters. Exactly. And then, like, it was literally crickets. Crickets. <laughs> like, literally well, nobody not responded. It, not only was it crickets, there was a response that said, I'm sorry, Kim, that you can't go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was like, well, there's my sign. Like, clearly. Because that was an opportunity for them to be like, yeah, like, we'll figure it out. Like, we don't really need you. Like, go do your thing. And I didn't receive that at all. It was the exact opposite. So that was kind of my confirmation right there. Like, okay, like they need me. I'm, I would never just leave. I would never just like be like, fuck you. I'm out bitches. Like, cause again, I don't operate like that. So then I hadn't even talked to Mason, but I was like, even if he comes back and says whatever, like at this point, which he did say. I'm done. So fast forward, I got an e- Mason. He emailed me back this morning. He's like, Hey, sorry. Like I'm just seeing this. He's like, yeah, it would be totally cool. As long as the hospital is okay and they're able to like cover your shifts or whatever, then yeah, we could make it work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) But now it's it's done. Like at this point, it's done. But I I want to touch on that just a little bit more because it goes into your character and and I, and I love that. And and if you guys want to take, you know, this is, this is again, Kim's character and I feel the same way, but we understand that there's a lot of things that can go into these decisions. And Kim and I had every conversation. We actually talked about how do you feel if you do leave and one of the girls is mad at you. And she feels like you abandoned them and they needed you and it put stress on the department. And Kim was like, I'm not for that because I made a promise to this contract to be there to help them out through this time, through the holidays. And even if I am an extra body... This is my obligation to finish this contract. Mm -hmm. And I respect that from you because I'm glad that you feel that way because we also had a conversation. I was like, Kim, can you understand? Like we watch a lot of podcasts from like, you know, business leaders and different things like that. And they're putting millions and sometimes even, you know, multi-million dollar deals on the table that we've heard a lot of them have walked away from because it didn't sit with their integrity. It didn't sit with their, their heart center. Yeah. And I've always respected that. But you can't grasp it until you actually mm-hmm. see it. And we were talking about $40,000, not multi-millions. Mm-hmm. And you had enough to check in. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool moment for us to be able to say, no, because yes, we could have done that. There was nobody stopping us. You could literally call and say, I'm just, I'm not showing up. I'm cutting it short. 
and maybe they don't extend you and, and whatever. Like we could have done that. And we are on the end of our travel career, eight years. We're very highly respected with our company and throughout the industry. So it's not like you're a bad apple. Right. So you could have... You I could have afforded. You could have cashed in that wild card of yeah. like, man, eh, you know what? I did what was right for us. Because that would be very helpful, especially with us wanting to go travel the world for a year, an extra $40,000 in the savings. Like, that's another almost full year of travel around the world. Like, with this business we're doing, like, there's a lot that that money can do for us that would be very beneficial. Yeah. But you chose your integrity instead. Yeah. And I really appreciate it about you. And it was just, you didn't want the girls you work with to be upset. Yeah. And that is awesome. But it also goes to, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but just like like you said, where's that line between you got to do what's best for you and it, you know, they will forget about this situation six months, four months, three months down the road. It'll just be like whatever. But yeah. you, you wanted to... No, I, I, I think that that's such a... Yeah, it, it is. It's like, because at the end of the day, you do have to do what's right for you and your family. And there's tough decisions that have to be made sometimes. It's very easy to be drawn to the green monster. It's not Mm -hmm. a monster. It's amazing. Money is amazing, right? No, money is an energy, a beautiful energy. Yeah, and it supports you and it's a resource and it's an amazing thing. But it's very easy to look at the dollar signs and be like, Oh my God. And again, we were talking about $20,000 at the time. Like that was a lot of money. That was way more that I would, that would have, I would have, it's going to take me the whole rest of my contract to make that right. And I could have banged that out in three weeks. Like it would have been a game changer for us and our goals and what we're trying to do and what we want to do moving forward. So that was a very tough decision to make. And it's very easy to be like, go with integrity and, you know, do what's right and follow your heart. But when, when it's in front of you and there's potentially a shit ton of money at stake, it is. It's, it's, it's definitely like you have to, like, it's, it's a tough decision to make. Well, it's easy, like you said, to go with your integrity and follow your heart. It's also easy to go with the fuck it, I'm going to get mine right. mentality. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of people do in mm-hmm. our industry. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely a gut check for me. And I knew, again, at the end of the day, that unless everybody, and I could have, if people would have been kind of mad at me, I would, yeah, it's not even like I don't want people to be mad at me, but like I would have had to have had a yes from the girls. I would have had to have had, go do this. This is the right thing for you and your family. We can figure this out. We're fine, right? We've got coverage. We'll figure it out. I would have been a hell yes about it, but that wasn't the case. And so I really like, if it doesn't feel right to me into my intuition, I'm not going to move forward because that's how I know this isn't the right thing, money or not now. So I made that decision. I felt at peace about it and I felt good about it and kind of just let it go. Still thinking I'm leaving $20,000 on the table. That was my thought process. But you know what? I trust in my plan. God has a plan and it is what it is at this well, point. Right. So then good. waking up this morning and, or not this morning, but like when the contract and stuff came over or whatever and realizing that it was actually a lot less money than we had originally thought. It was like, wow. It all worked out because had I had gone through all that hoopla for, you know, more money, but still like not $20,000, like it wouldn't have been worth it. And so it's like everything always works out exactly as it needs to. And um, Aaron is able to go and I'm grateful that one of us gets to go and take advantage of this and he gets to go without any issues, without any obstacles. Like he's a free bird. Like he can just go, he can stay as long as they need him. He can come back like it's total freedom and it's a plus that it was, it's money we never thought was going to come in during this time. Correct. And it's also adding in the pull to I'm going to get mines. You, like you said at the beginning, I'm going mm-hmm. and your sister's going. So then you have the FOMO pull, right? Oh, Not yeah. only the money, but the I don't really care because I'm going to go and work with, you know. know. Uh, but then also going to the what we broke down, if you look at it, if you chose to leave in three weeks or go to this thing and take that three weeks off, they could have easily come back and just said, well, fine, just don't come back. Like we're going to forfeit your, you know, five weeks. And if you look at that, you know, the, the difference in if they forfeited that you would actually be losing money based off of what we came up with, Mm -hmm. with how much we're making. So that would have been a loss plus a Mm -hmm. loss of integrity. 
Exactly. And so... Exactly. It's better It would have been a loss, loss, loss if I would have been green with envy. And, or I don't know if that's the right turn. If I would have been like focusing on the money and, and bulldozed whoever to like make it happen. Because again, this was a shoe and if I wanted to go, I could have. Yeah. And if I would have just been like, screw it. Like it would have actually ended up in a negative way. And so um, I, again, always listen to your intuition. It always knows what's right. Even if in the moment it doesn't make sense. And I was, I was, I was very disappointed. I was mm-hmm. very disappointed that I couldn't go. Of course, because Aaron and my sister are going is another huge thing, but it all ended up working out. And you know, now it's like, you know, so Aaron's leaving today and it's a whole nother thing. Like, Again, I, I, I know everything happens for a reason. There's always opportunities to learn and to heal and to like work on things all the time. And so I feel like this is going to be really good for us because, you know, we're always together. We do everything together. We are a team and that's great. But I think it's also going to be really positive for you to kind of go and tackle this on your own and for me to be here and kind of, you know, work on my own stuff here um, on my own. And I, so I think it will be positive for us in our relationship. 100%. But then I'm also, like, really sad. Like, I'm going to, like, yeah, miss you. It's awful. It's three weeks. Like, and again, we're like, it sounds crazy. It's like, I'm not going to see you for three weeks. But we're together every single day. Every waking moment. And, and selfishly, you know, I've gotten so spoiled that... You know, Aaron takes care of Mimi and he cooks me dinner and he packs my lunches and he cleans the house and does the laundry and all of these Runs things. errands, goes to the grocery store. Takes care of the back stuff with our, our business. Like he does everything and all I do is go to work and come home. And now for three weeks, I'm going to have to assume all responsibility for my own stuff. And I'm like, wait, I don't even know like how to do any of this anymore because I, I don't we, do it. We I don't even to, think about we it. We had to do a house orientation. Yeah, Aaron's like, okay, so this is how you do the vacuum cleaner and like plug it in. This, like, is, a, this is my watering the flowers yeah. and the Christmas tree and this is the flow. and Yeah, so it's going to be an adjustment of like just coming home and, and I'm really good at being alone. I actually really love to be alone. So it's like I know I'll find my flow. Yeah. But it's also like... It's just the little you. things is like you've gotten so used to your schedule and you know, you're, you wake up in the morning and you just have your time to really, really settle into your day. <clears throat> now it's going to be like, wake up, do take that, take, take Mimi out, make sure she has enough water, make sure she's fed. And then that takes time because a lot of times Mimi. We sound the, so spoiled me, right now. We do, but it's real life for us. And Mimi in the morning really loves to sit outside in the sun. And so she has tendencies to not potty because she knows that once she potties, she has to come back upstairs. So she'll play around. And when you're in a rush, that can be more difficult because I have nothing but time. So I let her sit out there and and whatever. But It's it's going to be an adjustment for us. And um, yeah, so I'm hoping... Once we they get settled in and kind of figure out what the flow is going to be, I'm hoping I can visit one weekend and do a shy town. Uh, Back to shy town. Yeah, have like a fun weekend, and then essentially the plan is for you to come home on December twentieth. That is the plan. Maybe December eighteenth. I don't know if they're running it through that weekend. So if, if my sh- my goal is to get a flight on the eighteenth of December, well, because the eighteenth is my last day, and then I have a whole week off. For the holidays. And so, yeah. So that was kind of the plan. And the timing could be perfect. Is perfect because it's like you'll be home during that week. So anyways, that's where we're at. That's the update. We will definitely keep you guys posted on all the things when Aaron is in the ground in the trenches. I'll take notes and kind of explore around and see how much maybe we could even bring your sister on to talk about ultrasound. um, Yeah. So we could get two different perspectives. Yeah. And I, I want to take back, I said in the ground, and I don't like that, that I said that. So I take that back. On the ground, in the trenches. Oh, yeah. Because I'm nervous. No. <laughs> I'm not okay. there to protect you. I know. <laughs> God. That was a fun oh, discussion. Oh, gosh. All right, guys. Well, we're going to leave it here because I got to get this boy to the I airport. I still got to go do my licensure and go print out some stuff and yeah. do all that good, great stuff. And then I want to get in the shower and just have some downtime to just kind of collect my thoughts before hitting the, the, the high skies. Oh, which is another thing. I think I'm the most upset about that you get to get on an airplane today. And all I want to do is get on an airplane and just like fly. 
Like, I, so I'll go anywhere. I just want to, like, take you there. Can I, I just, like, fly with you there and come back? Like, I just want to be on an airplane. I know. I miss it. We should have booked you a round trip today. Just to, like, come? Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll be there this weekend. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, we will, uh, yeah, follow along on Instagram on story. I'm That's gonna, where we do everything. And I'm going to try to do better. Aaron's going to, like, keep everybody in the loop. Yep. All right. All righty. We'll see you next week. See you next week.